It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Hey, here we are on a Monday. Yo, 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 yo. Jay yo. is out. Earl is in. G. Bush is here as always. We got Mike, Steve, and Anthony behind the glass today. You guys got to get Steve on your behind the glass podcast. I think that would be appropriate. That would be hilarious. For him to make an appearance. It would be you weren't here Friday, but overtime yeah. on Friday was Ask Director Steve. Oh, yeah, really? How'd that go? Steve, I think it went pretty good. I mean, you can't slide over here now, but would you nod? Oh, no, Steve's going to get in this. Hold on. Wow. It was good. It was good. We had a little Q&A. It was Ask Director Steve. Good stuff. That was the most aggressive move by Steve in a year and a half on the show. (laughs) He aggressively went after that mic. No, no, that's not true. (laughs) When we was leaving leaving garbage in the studio, he was like, Hey, but hey, that's all fair. He did. He did. He's like, David. guys, he hit the, stop he, leaving all your trash around, all you animals. First things first, I Steve. <laughs> yeah. All right. Damn. We got a lot to get into today, guys. The Browns played their second preseason game last week, and the preseason will come to an end this weekend when they play the Kansas City Chiefs. How much will the starters play? Yes, we're clapping because we're ready for regular yes. season football. 20 days away from Browns-Bengals. 20 days away as of this morning. The Browns are a a one-and-a-half-point underdog. They opened as a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. And obviously, Joe Burrow's status still up in the air, although he is expected to play. We're going to talk about the kicking situation, which I think we're all antsy about. We're going to talk about Kyle Brandt's comments last week about covering Deshaun Watson. Of course, we'll get to the WKYC softball game that some of us participated in yesterday. I'm still a little sore from yesterday, but I didn't get hurt, so that's that's a, a positive. My swing, though, is a disaster. I, I'm glad Mike videotaped me from behind. I did, I had no clue. I was picking up my back leg like a, like an idiot. You got videotaped from behind? That's Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, bro. Did I tell you guys? Where, where what? I think I texted you guys. You did text us. Yeah. somebody in real life? Yeah. yeah. Hey, that was hilarious. <laughs> where was it? I was at the restaurant, I think you was, right? uh, you was uh, at breakfast uh, <laughs> on, on oh, yeah, first right, day right. of school. Yeah, the, the, the hostess <laughs> who was taking my money, she says to me, uh, yeah, it just emptied out. Everybody came at the same time. And I said, pause. Super pause. And I looked at Aaron, <laughs> and he smiled. <laughs> and then she looked at me like, what is he? Because Aaron get it. About? Yeah, but like, Aaron, here enough, yeah, Aaron gets it. He's Julie, like, he was like, man. Who would have known? Like he probably was like, yeah, that was a yeah, that was. Hey, remember, remember G's pause moment from uh, from the game Thursday? He hit the chat like Ronnie Hickman got me shaking in my knees. <laughs> oh yeah, like like super I was, pause. Yeah, yeah, super double pause. <laughs> I, I said it was week two, man. I couldn't even move. Yeah, I said. By oh. the way, you could see the alcohol next to Earl. He's been getting wasted. It's it's a thing. We're gonna have to get him some help. I think. Yeah, I'm man. So so now what's going on with that? So real quick, man. Let me yeah. start this. First of all, uh, shout out yeah. to my friend Kiana Coggins. This is uh, from her wine, Kay Darling's wines. I told her, 
I was going to bring it in today. So she gets her own She got her own winery. wine. Yeah, she's okay. had it for a little bit over a year now. So In Cleveland? In Cleveland. That's cool. I'll give you the contact info. So shout out to K Darling Wines. Wanted to bring that in and show some support. This is what I figured we'd do with the wine, right? I'm going to leave it here in studio. Browns make the playoffs. We pop it. That's cool. a good idea. But here's, here's the story behind really it. You can't really pop wine, Earl. You can pop, you can pop whatever you, you want. in the right terms. You, you, you can pop, you can pop really... E&J. You can pop champagne bottles. Oh, you, you, you can pop you can E&J. E&J. You can pop whatever you pop want. Pop tarts. You can pop pop tarts, steel 211. But look, so here's the, yeah. <laughs> here's the story behind it. And this is a name that you all both know, man. Shout out to her dad. She invited me to a fish fry yesterday. Yeah. Uh, had a great time. Uh, introduced her, me to her dad. Her dad is Terry from Euclid. Frequent caller on the barbershop. Really? He's called your show. Huge fan yeah. of UCSS. Uh, shout out, Terry. So, shout out to you, Terry, man. The fish was amazing, man. It came as advertised plus then some. So, had a ball yesterday, and uh, that was that, man. I had a great time. Talked some football yeah. with some fans. Always loved that, but huge yeah. supporters of what we do here at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I got to say, I'm offended that uh, Earl and uh, Mike didn't invite me to the Gla- Guardians game. I'm offended that Earl didn't invite me to a fish fry. <laughs> I get invited to nothing here. I got I I had to find out about the softball game by myself. No, I, I guess nobody wants me around, G. Who, who do they invite? I don't know what's happening. I think they they invite they invite you more than you invite me. Who? Everybody. What do I get invited to? Nothing. You and I, we don't get invited to anything. I think it's because they just naturally perceive I ain't coming. Like really? I just think they like it's like it's like having uh, giving Jay Z an award. And they'd be like, well, Jay-Z is no longer going to be here today, yeah. but we'll have Earl accept that award for us. Right? <laughs> the issue with inviting G is you'll invite him, like, G, I got tickets to the Guardians game on Tuesday. And on Friday, he'll answer, be like, yo, I'm in. Yeah. And, like, G, the game was 72 hours ago, bro. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> See, I, is I, I, it's a there. reason. I can't be mad. I can't be mad. Uh... By the way, I went to – Dustin used to bust my balls all the time on, on the fan about how I would say I'm going to go to high school football and I don't really go. And I've gone to a couple games over the years. But I'm now friendly with the offensive coordinator at Rocky River High School, which mm. you know, town I live in, obviously. And his son was on my Little League team. Oh, so, so, a, so yeah. now you all you, – you fully in the cold now. So I'm fully in. You're fully in the cold. Okay. And he – so they – so I went to the first home game. We couldn't get uh, – my in-laws were leaving the next morning, so we went out for dinner. But I went to the second half with, with my son, and they won 55-40 to 40 or something like that. I don't remember the exact, exact – I think it was 55. So they put up a ton of points. They're, so Rocky River has traditionally been a team that was is like a traditional offense, running the ball, you know, old-school kind of, um, you know, high school football offense. Right. But they've totally, they've totally changed this year because they're, they're not very deep on the offense. They really only have, like – yeah, I don't even know if they have five solid offenses. Two and a possible. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And but they've got a very smart, athletic quarterback, and they got a bunch of guys who can catch the ball. So they're running a lot of five wides, mm-hmm. some four wides with with one run. They got their running back did a nice job. I think he had three touchdowns. Um, Demarco, I think is his last name. But uh, the kids played really well. Now I don't know how good the team they is. They're from Painesville, school mm-hmm. named Harvey. So I don't know how good they are. I'm not sure if they're. I, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so shout out to, they got shout their out first victory. River. It was weird though because I got there at halftime and it was packed. And then the band, I get Rocky River's got this huge band, and then the band was done and like third of the people left. <laughs> it must have been band parents. I don't know. Like, Man, eh, we ain't sticking around. And it was close at halftime. It was like a two point game at halftime. So anyway, high school football is so big and obviously in Northeast Ohio. A lot of people there. It was until halftime. It was pretty crowded, and then it, like, emptied out a little bit. We're like, we got to go. Yeah, it was enough. You know people were trying to beat the traffic. Yeah, 
I want to say Mike. one thing before we hop into yeah. the topics today. I mentioned to you guys last week that my uh, my best friend from back home was coming in this weekend. Yeah. And it's the first time he's visited in Cleveland. He's yeah. visited me in Texas, Tennessee, first time in Cleveland. And I've now been in Cleveland for 16, 17 months. Yeah. You guys know I'm not from here, moved here. We had a great time Friday. We went to the baseball game. We met Earl on Saturday. Had a fun day Sunday before I dropped him off at the airport. I was so excited to show off Cleveland to him. Nice. And for the first time, I think truly since I've moved here, I felt like a proud Clevelander. Like, I'll never be a through and through, you know, from the bone, born here, Cleveland native. Yeah. But this is home now. And it was so cool to, like, showcase some of the best parts of Cleveland off and for him to kind of meet some of my friends here. Earl, I mean, you, you talked to him. I came back. I got nachos. I came back. And him and his name's Chris, him and Earl were dapping each other up, laughing. And I was pretty sure they were talking shit about me. But like, it's cool, yeah. whatever it was. But I was so proud to show off Cleveland in a way that I hadn't been before. And it's an awesome freaking city, man. Let me address this, you know, yeah. because you're an adopted Clevelander. No offense, G, but you know how I go. You're from Canton. I'm, I'm the true. Three, three, <laughs> oh. I'm the true inner city Clevelander. Hey, Mike, mm-hmm. that's heartwarming, man, because a lot of people have this sour eye towards the city of Cleveland until you actually get here and, it, and experience it. Just like every other city, we got our issues, but this is home, man, I'm landmade. You know what I mean? I tell you that all the time. So, Mike, that was uh, touching. Here's the crazy part. His, his friend was super cool. First time I ever, like, they was like, yeah, Luke. I'm like, who the hell is Luke? And then it dawned on me, everybody back home calls him Luke. Nobody calls him Mike oh, or yeah. anything else. They call him Luke. So, you know, I'm talking right. about Mike and McNuggets. He's yeah. talking about Luke. Man, he, you one of them catfishers, McNuggets. Let me find out. You better not be in a lifetime movie. Like, you got a family somewhere in Arkansas. <laughs> in Arkansas. You, you abandoned them to get on TV. I got no family Your in family Arkansas. Family was old enough to drive. <laughs> I am, yeah, I, I'm only Mike here. I went to a 30-kid elementary school, and there were six Mikes, so our teacher was like, we're not doing this. You guys are all going by last names. It just kind of stuck. Earl, before we get in, though, were you and Chris talking shit about me? Is that what y'all were laughing about when I walked back? And if the answer is yes, I will not be offended. I'd be disappointed if the answer is no, actually. Well, since, you know, you, you are my boss and I like the opportunities on panel, I like what I do behind the glass. I'm going to go ahead and exercise that Fifth Amendment, right? So <laughs> I'm pleading it. The Fifth? Pleading right. the Fifth? I'm pleading enough the Fifth. Said. You want to incriminate yourself? Yeah, no. Fair enough. I mean, that is his, that is his right. <laughs> I can't, can't take that back against him. All right, no, it was Mike. cool to see. And we got yeah. a lot to get to today, but before we do that, If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's remind the good people that we are 20 days away from the start of Brown season. And what we have coming up on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show for the Brown season is unmatched. If you're not already a member... If you haven't already hit that like button today, do us a favor, hit that like button, become a subscriber. They're both completely free. It helps us go a long way, and I promise you some of the things we have in store for the upcoming Brown season is going to blow your mind. So hit that like button, become a subscriber, and stick with the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show for all your latest Browns news. And with that, Bull, let's get to our first topic of the day. 
what is our first topic today? I don't remember. Like, <laughs> so many good rants. No, uh, Kevin Stefanski was asked yesterday <laughs> how much the starters. We, I sent the rundown last night. Yeah, we I had know. three I'm conversations like about fart. it this morning. But Go ahead. Kevin Stefanski <laughs> said the starters are going to play 20 to 25 snaps. Oh, that's right. Against the Chiefs on Saturday in the final preseason game. That's is right. Is that the right amount of snaps? Too few? Too many? I, Should he be he flexible? He says 25 plays, but we don't know. He's not going to be stuck at that exact amount. I think, it, I, you know, I've never been a big, you have to play guys in preseason. But in the last year, I guess, I'm sick of this being scared to get guys hurt. Now, the guy, here's a, a mistake that guys that I think people make. Deshaun Watson doesn't need to play to, to prove something to us. That's meaningless. Mm-hmm. We're not making decisions for the Browns. He needs to play to prove something to himself. Because it, it, it appears to me that he doesn't seem like he's ready. That he feel, Now, again, I don't know. I'm not in Deshaun Watson's head. But that's my impression of the situation. If Deshaun Watson felt like he was 100% ready, I don't think he'd be playing this game at all. But clearly he doesn't, and clearly Stefanski doesn't. So he needs to play enough that he's comfortable, you know, if that's possible, that he's comfortable and ready to go week one. And I don't think he has to this point, G. You know, for me, <clears throat> I, I just I have a very difficult time rolling into the preseason for all, for all the people involved with my quarterback only throwing three balls. Yeah. He's only threw three passes, right? And, and I know people can say, okay, well, you, you got to look. And after that game, I said I, I was excited about that as well. But at the end of the day, 20, 20 <clears throat> 25 snaps is not enough, man. Like, I need to if, – if we let's see more of DTR's game and him being put in a position to play, right? I, I mean, I don't know how comfortable I am going into a season <laughs> where I'm like, okay, well – we don't know if you've thrown the ball. We don't know what Amari Cooper looks like. We don't know a deep, we don't know any of that. Now, if he wanted to come into the game and say we want to sit certain people, like all right, Chubb is a running back. You don't need to see that. Right. Even if he said, okay, we're not even going to give you Amari Cooper. <clears throat> but man, would it be great to, for some of the young receivers to catch the football uh, uh, from Deshaun Watson? Would it be great to see what your offensive line is going to be able to do to look like against a perennial power in the AFC? Sure you should. To me, they should be playing a half. That's usually what it is. Yeah. And on top of it, they, they've even played extra preseason game with all the right. fame game, and they still was chilling. Now, so I'd like them to play even a little more than half. I'd like them to come out for the first pre- – Possession of the second half Agreed. and then shut it down. Agreed. That's what I'd like to see. So Earl? for me, uh, I want to see them play two or three series, right? And this is the reason why I want to see two or three series because 2025 plays, that's kind of vague. You know, a quarter, two quarters, that's kind of vague in my opinion. This is why I want to see it. I want to see how the initial drive goes on offense. And then I want to see how they come back out in that second series and response to whatever adjustments that the Kansas City Chiefs defense make. And if we got if we kind of like get hit in the mouth, then that third drive, I want to see how we respond to getting hit in the mouth. So it's kind of like punch, counter punch. Okay, let's see if you can get knocked down, get up, and then go out there and execute a fluid drive. With you all, I do agree. Throwing three balls for your starting quarterback in the preseason, uh, that's not ideal. A lot of people are are afraid of injuries, but this is the game to where you want to see how the Cleveland Browns offensive chemistry is how they react to getting hit in the mouth so they can be ready. As you alluded to, we're 20 days away from Cincinnati. I don't want us to get hit in the mouth against Cincinnati and then don't have the, the mental stability necessary to recover from that. Yeah. So against the Super Bowl champions where they're playing their starters, this is the dress rehearsal. 
give me three strong series. The first series, let me see how you execute. Let me see how you execute once Kansas City makes some adjustments. And if they do adjust and to get the better of you, then let me see how you come back out on that third drive and respond to that. The, the possibility that Deshaun Watson would come out of this game before Patrick Mahomes. I mean, think about the absurdity of that. You've got one of, if not the best coaches in the NFL in Kansas City. You've got the best quarterback who just won a Super Bowl, who's won two Super Bowls already in 10 seconds in the league. If he's playing more in the last preseason game than Deshaun Watson, who's barely played the last two years, with a coach that's proven nothing, that's a problem to me. And, and including you throw in, it's a new system. Yeah. It's a brand. It's, it's, we went from running the ball the most out of any team in the NFL just about with running play action and things like that. Now, all of a sudden, we got a new offense. We got young guys that look like they're going to contribute in, in this Austin guy, right? I want to see Austin Watkins play with Deshaun Watson. I want to see if he's good. I want to see if, if, if Tillman is Cedric Tillman is that guy when he plays with Watson. I want to give those guys, I want to see more DPJ. I'm confused as to why they got him on ice. Like he's Michael Irvin. DPJ is not it is weird. What is going on with him? Like there's a lot of people on ice right now that I don't, I, I don't feel like they deserve to be on. A, a, no, you're right. Uh, I haven't seen Ogbo. Where, Obo, where you been at? You, you made a play the first. It's a lot of dudes on ice right now. And I feel like you could take this, this opportunity to play against good against good. Cause I'm going to tell you like this. That last week against Philadelphia, everybody, this is how all this stuff started where people was kind of mad and upset and you got Deshaun Watson coming back. It's because people is trying to make something out of it that it ain't. Mm -hmm. These dudes is out here practicing, hey, if it's third and long, third and 12, and it's seven on seven, well, let's get, let's get this right. There's no, there's no threat of a pass. There, or excuse me, a run. There's no threat of, of a, a screen or a draw. The quarterback's not going to take off and run. The defense knows exactly what you're going to run because it's third and long period. You're practicing third and, and over 10, 12 yards. So yes, if you get some balls knocked down, they're going to know that. But in the game, they're not going to really have that, that. They don't know what the play is coming. So you got a bunch of people commenting on that, trying to make it a game, right? Well, here's what you do. Just put them in a game and see how they act under game reps. The bottom line is, in any kind of practice, scrimmage, whatever, the quarterback has no fear of getting hit. None. And if the quarterback has no fear of getting hit, you it's nothing like a game. Zero. In a game, the quarterback knows and has to deal with mentally that he might get destroyed on every single play. That every play, there's a possibility he's going to take a hit that ends his career. I know that's extreme, but to some degree, that's what a quarterback has to deal with mentally when he's on the football field. And that doesn't exist in practice. And so it's not the same. It's not, not that you can't get something. I talked on my podcast last week about um, the, the whole preseason, whether it's you know OTAs, mini camps, training camp, preseason games. It's all part of one giant puzzle, mm -hmm. right? We, as the public only see the games pretty much unless you go to practice but we don't see the film study we don't see most of the stuff that's part of the puzzle and you and and for so this part of the puzzle though the, the scrimmages these things are all important mm -hmm. uh, but in terms of the games there's nothing else that can simu simulate a game nothing for a quarterback who knows you know at least 
at least a wide receiver maybe is going to get hit in practice. Probably not like a game, but you might get. But a quarterback's not getting hit. They're very careful about this, that. This is how this is how I can compare it. I can remember being at media school, right, mm-hmm. and being in the studios and doing practice shows. You know, getting reps in doing to be a final. Yeah, doing my final to <laughs> to get on the radio right. to just just getting those repetitions in. But all those practice shows, yeah, it's part of the overall you know goal to get to where you want to be but it doesn't always translate to when you're actually live on air and now it's time to go so i think you know including deshaun deshaun watson but not just deshaun watson this offense is different and chemistry matters for everybody not just deshaun but for everybody on on that offensive unit and yeah you can do film study you can do all these different scrimmages you can have all these reps in practice but until you get out there in a game and actually executing against a different team, then you don't know if, if, if the chemistry is truly there or not. So just looking outside of Deshaun Watson, for me, the reason I want to see two to three series is because I want to see what this offensive chemistry is like, not just for the one series if you have some success, but I want to see what it's like when you know they make adjustments and you don't have that type of success. Right. How do you pick it up? So I hear everything you all saying about Deshaun Watson, but I guess for me, I'm looking at totality. You know, the play calling, the wide receivers, the offensive line, Deshaun Watson, who's ever in the backfield. So that's why it's that important to me because right. I agree with you. You you can't replicate in practice what can happen in a game. I you just, need I, to be able to play in the game to get that. Field. I was watching Hard Knocks the other day, and I just, you know, took a look at it. Episode one, um, and... They had Aaron Rodgers talking to Wilson, right? The guy they drafted uh, yeah, first. Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. The uh, the quarterback. Zach Wilson. Oh, Zach Wilson. oh, oh. So Zach yeah. Wilson, they're, they're saying, all right, we're going to just have you. you we're going to act like the first two years don't count. You're a backup. You're learning. So uh, he's still on the roster, and Aaron Rodgers, every single play, is talking to him. So they were going through this play where they had the progression. They were just going over the steps, right? Like So for people that don't know, don't know when quarterbacks go through play action, Every play action has their own rhythm and steps and, and drop back. So it's like learning how to do a dance. So Aaron Rodgers was like, yeah, you got to dance down, right? You know how to do it. He said, but here's the thing. You got to learn how to do the dance off point. And he's like, what, is it, what are you talking about? He's like, well, no one's going to let you just, your, your play actions aren't going to be a straight drop back. Sometimes you're going to have to evade a rusher. And he says, by the time you get to this step here, you, the ball has to be gone. If you take another step, you automatically can only throw it to that receiver because that's the only one left, or you got to take off or throw the ball. So he was explaining to him, it's about the timing of it. It's like if you get pressure, it's going to be a different look. And after you get pressure, theoretically to one side, there's only one receiver you could throw the ball to because of your body placement and where you are on the field. Um, and I thought that was really fascinating how he went through that and was talking about it because Zach Wilson didn't even know. Like he was like, "What? What's this?" Like didn't even make didn't, sense. didn't even didn't yeah. even didn't even correlate to him. So what I'm it's, I'm, it's fascinating. Yeah, it really it really is because and you think about it. We talk about rust with the Desha- with Deshaun Watson, which he showed, but rust is really bad timing. Yes, right. And Deshaun Watson had no timing. His timing was completely off last year. Yep, and. It's, I guess it's harder to bring that back than, than maybe we than clearly we all thought because none of us thought he would have the rust he had last year. Yeah. And he still has not played much for two years. So play him in this freaking game a lot. I don't know. I mean, I mean, and plus, like, think, I, I don't know if I feel comfortable the fact that when he was dropping back, 
Jedrick Wills and guys were giving up pressure. Like to me, yeah. to me, to, to to me, we we say we have a good offensive line, right? But what we really want to say is from guard to guard, we're really good. Yeah, that's the truth. On the yeah. tackles, it's hit or miss. To be honest with you, yeah, it's hit. They get they get lumped into it a lot, and we have a lot of projection. So we'll project that the line is great when when you look at the numbers or you look at the film. It's just not very good. So you're hoping it's like that. My thought process is Jedrick Wills is going to have to learn how to play with a scrambling quarterback. He can't grab on the outside. He can't. After a certain point, we talked to Joe Thomas about it. He said it's a big difference between a, a regular seven-step drop guy than it is with a guy that can extend plays because you want to you want to hold him up and you want to grab. But usually what happens is defensive ends see where the ball's going, and guess what linemen do? They grab yeah, on, right. and then there's the holding penalty, negating a big penalty. That's a big part of what Deshaun Can I challenge you on that just a little bit? Sure. I don't feel like, you know, the learning curve to play with a scrambling quarterback for Jed Wills should be that extreme. You know why? Because he blocked for Tua, and he blocked for Jalen Hurts when he was at Alabama. So you know how to play with mobile quarterbacks. Gee, to me, when it comes to this man, it's all about effort. And to me, I don't see much effort from this dude ever. It's like like you're not really invested in being a good left tackle. That's just my opinion. I can be totally off base, yeah. but this is what I see from him. Right. I go back to the Commanders game. Deshaun Watson takes off for a 10-yard scramble, and everybody's praising the scramble. Chase Young just blew you off the line. I just have a hard time believing that you know he can keep Deshaun Watson upright for 17 games. We sit here, Bull, and yeah. we harp on Deshaun got to do this, Deshaun got to do that. He can't do a damn thing if he's running for his life yeah, but you every know what? single play. Joe Burrow's been running for his life for two years. That's Good true. Good quarterbacks can overcome that. Good quarterbacks can overcome an offensive line, and the Browns have a much better offensive line than the Bengals did. Bengals has gotten better. But still, like the good quarterbacks can deal with that. You're right. It does seem like there's a lack of effort at times. But G is still right. Even, you're, even though he blocked for those guys in college, he has not been blocking for a mobile quarterback in the NFL, and he played right tackle in college. He yeah. didn't play left tackle. It's a little so he's so in the NFL, he in, in a way he's become a new player because he's had to adjust to a new position and he's never had to block for a mobile quarterback at left tackle. So that does make a difference. The little, you know, it's nuanced, but it makes a difference. And and uh, you know, in the NFL now though, as a, as an offensive lineman, most quarterbacks now at least have some mobility. Yes. That you got to be up you got to be ready to do that cuz because it used to be there was only a few guys. Statues. But there's now, only two, there's only two guys. I'm how many at statues the, are left? There's two. And I, I, I could be. Who? Mac, Mac Jones, I think, is still considered a statue, right? Would you? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is he mobile enough? Mobile enough. I don't know. I think do you consider, CJ, do you consider CJ Stroud a statue? No, CJ, CJ can move. CJ he just can move. He do just so. don't do no, it. No, no, no. I'm, he I'm just asking. Do so. Jimmy G. He can move a little he can bit. Move. That's yeah. it. I mean, Jared Goff, I, he can move a little. Like, no one's. Now, just, now Goff is a little bit of. Goff and, 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 and Jimmy G. And Bull, kind of you're right. Thing. Joe Burrow been hit. And I'm not making excuses yeah. for Deshaun Watson because yeah. before, you know, leading up into 2020, Deshaun Watson had a lot of success. Yeah. And at that time, he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. That's right. He had never pl- played behind a great line. So I'm not going to make excuses that because of the tackle situation, that that's the end all be all. It's yeah. just that for whatever reason, I just don't have that much faith and Jed Wills being productive, not because he can't. It just seems like he doesn't want well, to. Well, I, I, I don't know if he can. I, I, I don't know. I, 
I, I, it's hard to say he doesn't want to. It looks that way at times. It looks that way. I think if the Browns felt that way, I don't think they would have picked up his option. I, I, you know, if I, they felt he wasn't given any effort, I, I, I agree. It looks that way sometimes. Well, well they have to, they yeah. got options now. So, yeah. so if you know, trust and believe. If he's getting destroyed, yeah, they got options there that are on the bench, name brand options too yeah. that they can bring in and upgrade. But they haven't been trying DeJuan Jones at left tackle, which I don't no. understand. They did yesterday for the first time. Oh, they did. Oh. Hey, uh, According to practice reports, he got 10 to 15 half, snap, half snaps at left tackle, mm. not in the picture? full team on team, with him mm. next to Jakeem Grant. Mm. Did you see that picture? Yeah. No, no, you guys? No, no, I didn't. They play the same sport. <laughs> we can throw it up there. Hold on. Yeah, you got to see this sport. picture. It's so funny. By the way, there, there's I forgot about it. David and Joku. I don't under like who rests tight ends. Who like? I don't understand. You'd think these guys were superstars, the way like, some of these guys get. These Kevin Stefanski, he's got to play these guys, man. It's, it's a little, Can here, I make this, one point real quick? The one thing we missed, and Anthony's going to put it up on Tagboard <laughs> with DeWan Jones and Jakeem Grant. Yeah. And, boy, I think you were just going down this, this line. Yeah. We talk about how good we think the Browns' offense can be this year if everything they comes together. they got a lot together. to prove. We know who Nick Chubb is. He does, I don't, I, if he doesn't see the preseason field, yeah, I don't I'm care totally okay. That. But, Tonio, the guys – yeah. The majority of this offense is relatively unproven. Yes. And they have certainly unproven together in this system because, frankly, Deshaun Watson played six games. It's a new offensive philosophy. They have new weapons. Guys like Njoku, who, despite being paid, have never played at the performance right. that and quantifies a top-five contract right. to this point. I'm not saying he can't, but to this point. And when I look at how certain teams operate in the preseason, and I side in the era of caution, I – Rather, they not play at all. But if they're going to play, you play them. I, I don't understand the play in the side of caution. Like you can't live that way. You can't no, no, live I, no, I just tell you that you can't be scared of guys getting hurt. If they're going to, they're freaking football players. No, that's my point. If you're going to play them, play them. Yeah. The fact I'm going to play them one drive and that's going to make a difference. If you're only going to play one or two drives, yeah. My I, I, I like don't, don't even play them. If I, you're going to play them, play them. If you're not, point. don't. That's yeah. a fair point. If he, I would rather him. If they weren't going to play him, they're going to play him a couple series. To me, I just say don't play him at all. I disagree with that, though. Because, I mean, if he's saying 20, 25 snaps, a couple series can end up being a half depending on the floor of the game. I think you've got to play him. There's no – listen, after this game, you have nothing, no, no game action. Until well, that's you what I'm saying. you got to play him more. Cincinnati. So, like, so I'm, that- I'm with you. I, I don't really – you can't live in your fears of, you know, Deshaun Watson might get hurt. Yeah. This guy might get hurt. It's football. Hell, the first time Deshaun Watson got hurt in his NFL career, it wasn't even in the game. It was in practice. Yeah. So th- yeah. these things can happen, but you got to throw them out there. You got to throw the entire offense out there because it is unproven. And it's going to be unproven until they prove yeah. themselves. But it's just about, to me, getting that chemistry and that timing down and an opportunity against the Super Bowl champions yeah. is, is, is a great tune-up for Joe yeah. Burrow. That's the right. To me, to me yeah. there's a couple guys I, I don't get it. Um, Delpit has not touched the field at all. all. And Joku has not touched the field at all. Greg Newsom has not touched the field at all. Like the what? Donovan hey. People Jones, I have not seen him. What is going on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. DPJ, it's it's actually a mystery because do you remember when Tyvis came in and he said Watson looked like Tom Brady after yeah. the first practice? He goes, DPJ was making all these catches. I don't need DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Have you heard, not just on this show, but anyone in the city mentioned DPJ's At name all. once no, since I then? I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm genuinely I'm asking I you serious. I, I don't no. know. He hasn't played in the preseason. Delpit, 
doesn't seem to be hurt, but he hasn't played. Njoku hasn't played. Granted, the offense with the starters have only played two yeah. or one I, series. I mean, but. Jakeem Grant has not played or Harrison Bryant. Well, I know, I, I know the Ryan's last game. Ryan's banged up. He's not back. Okay. The, Jakeem, the la- Jakeem Grant made the, some plays. The last game, Grant Delpit uh, attended his graduation at LSU. So that, that's why he wasn't there. Now, with that being said, I do agree. You know, this is a guy who I consider to be a breakout player for 2023. It's a contract year. And, and it's like I've not heard, not saying that I've heard bad reviews, but I have not heard overwhelming reviews for him you? during camp or – it's like he, I haven't seen him. And then the Donovan Peoples-Jones thing, yeah. another guy contract year with a lot to prove. I, the Browns have you a bunch be of guys here. being treated like stars right now. <laughs> they, I What's mean, happening here? They, they, I mean, no. I, Grant Delpit's going to his college graduation? What do you, what do you need to go to that for? Man, listen. He did. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not knocking him for that. I'm going to buy Go for him. I, I, I didn't care. Go. Graduating college is a great accomplishment. Actually going to the graduation, who cares? I wouldn't care. But none of the starters played anyway. Like, that was the game against Philadelphia. None of the starters played, so instead of him, him staying on the sideline, what benefit does it Just have? Just the general sense of uh, guys being given more than they've earned. I said, I don't like that. If, if if I would rather them just come out and say it, like we don't we we're not gonna play starters, so don't even think about it. But here's here's all I'm saying, and I know a lot of people may be I haven't checked the jumped on the chat yet. A lot of people may have this this type of mentality. Well, it's preseason, they don't want to get nobody hurt, it's not a big deal. Well, listen, hey, that's fine. Like that's like if your mom comes home and tells you, like, hey, listen, did you study for that test? Yeah. And you'd be like, Yeah, I study, I'm good. She's like, I'm gonna trust you. You're an adult. But you're in trouble if you get a bad That's grade. Right. Now, you playing division rivals. I'm watching all these other teams playing, and you got three of the most pivotal games that you're going to have on your schedule starting off. So I don't want to hear not one player say this. Well, you know, we, we, we're learning. You guys got to just calm down what we're doing. We're trying to learn two systems. We got a new D coordinator. That's we, right. we implement something on offense. We, we got to get on the same. Unacceptable. Because you had all year to do that. You could have been playing. And, and by the way, Kevin Stefanski, if, if players are coming up to you being like, hey, I need some reps. Like, like we need reps, 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 reps. Like, like. You can't co- yeah. go into the first game against the Bengals, look dry, yeah. and be like, well, Deshaun Watson played 22 snaps. Right. Two, Two. things. Two things. One, I'm, I'm, I'm done with uh, – uh, Browns fans are champions at making excuses for why their team sucks. I, I'm not listening to any excuses, especially about Rust. I, I don't want to hear about any of that this year. Deshaun Watson gets no pass. He's got to play well. Yep. I don't wanna, he gets no pass. I gave him a pass for last year. I, I'm throwing it out. No pass for this year. Uh, and I don't want to hear about Russ because Joe Burrow's not going to play the whole preseason. Nope. He's missing the whole preseason. Now, he plays like crap. You know, he don't get a pass either. Not that we're going to be talking about him. But, and uh, I forgot my second point. So, oh, no, no. My second point real quick was, I want to see the defense play against Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. And the Chiefs, who do have a proven, excellent offensive line. I want to, I want to, they should not be coming out before Patrick Mahomes. No. Nobody. And, and final, final thing. The Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey Instagram videos are the best. The very best. good podcast. Very, there is nothing better. Well, I only I don't watch the whole podcast, but I see some of those clips on Instagram. They're always hilarious. Real quick before the fast track, the only player that gets a pass from not suiting up, not being around, is number twenty four. If you're not Nick Tubb, you don't get no superstar treatment. Yeah, but he treatment. doesn't need a pass because we I, know he's going to play I'm great. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I that's w- the only guy. I'd be tempted not to play Miles Garrett too. I'd be tempted. 
I for me, it's just Nick Chubb. Yeah, for me, it's just Nick Chubb, too. All right, Mikey, what do you got? Anthony, I know I just said we were going to do a Fanatics read, but instead we have a PCC question here that we're going to do for this one. So for this fast read, let me tell you all about our dear friends over at PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Earl put a question up on the community tab today asking the YouTube community tab, how long should the Brown starters play against Kansas City in the year's final preseason game? Over 900 votes, mm. three options, 64% said one quarter and take them out, 32% said one half, and 4% said into the third quarter. So We got too many fans that live in their fears. How, I'm not, Living in the fears. We're, 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 drop that again. You say how many? One. 64% said. Yes, yeah, 64. One, one quarter. quarter. I need two quarters, bro. I need. I at least need half. Only time. 4% said more than half. I, I'm, I need half. Man, I need half, man. You didn't give an option for none, huh? Uh, we did not give an option for none. I, I stand by my point of if you're going to play them, play them. If you're only going to play them for a tiny bit. All right, Mike, let's, let's keep it moving here. Joel Batonio. Yes, sir. Uh, kind of a under the radar story over the weekend has his contract restructured to cap. The Browns will save $8 million worth of cap space. Uh, do you guys think this has anything to do, to do with the Browns looking to make another move here? Or I, I don't think so. Uh, they save $7.86 million to be exact. Eight six eight. Um, uh, I, I don't know what move they're making at this point, but uh, I, I don't know. Is it is it cap space just for this year and low and lowered the cap hits in twenty? So the only- exact the exact numbers. So by converting the salary to a bonus this year, they saved the seven point eight six eight million this season. They also lowered the cap hits next year by one and a half and two million. Okay. So it brings it down a tiny bit. And as it stands right now, as yeah. of today on August twenty first, the Browns have twenty two point seven million in cap space. That is the second most in the NFL currently. Right. Remember though, the more cap space you have, the more that. It rolls over to the following year, so it's not just this year. But go ahead. You think I, I don't know what kind of significant move is left to make at this point. I mean, there's two ways to look at it. I think that you know my first my first way of looking at it is yeah. this is Andrew Barry playing a long game. This is him setting himself up with some type of security blanket for next off season. There might be a free uh, unrestricted free agent next season that the Browns might really have their eye on. And I, they may be very well preparing themselves for that now. Or the other part of it is I always go back to Andrew Barry's initial uh, press conference at the Greenbrier. And he talked about assessing the team that he put together in April, assessing the team throughout camp, and then assessing the team before you go to the regular season. So the other part of it could be there might be a trade target out there that he's trying to execute and he wanted to open up more cap space so that he can take on that contract without actually using up all the available cap space that they have now. But either way, I think it's a good move for the Browns, whether it's in the long term or in the short, or in the sh- short term. So I just think it gives him some long-term flexibility and then some immediate flexibility to make a move to get an impact player if that what he so happens chooses to do before we head into Cincinnati. Hard to get an impact player this time of the year, G. You think that's what he's trying to do? Man, it could it off kilter if somebody get hurt. Um, that might, might, might be it, but I think this was what it is. See, I think Joe Batonio played better than, usually people look at the age of 30, right? 
They look to see yeah. if you're going to fall off a cliff. Well, guess yeah. what? They're like, well, he's still playing at a high level. I don't see it for it, it, that changing. Let's keep the good offensive line together, save some money. They're going to do the same thing to Wyatt Teller. Hey, dog, we like you. We think you're playing well. If he, if he, can t- if he has a bounce back year, I think they'll do some of the same exact stuff right here. And they'll get a little bit more money. Save $7.868 million in cap space. Well, guess what else is going to save them? There's no way, and, and you know what, that uh, Jedrick Wills will be a tackle next year. Dewan Jones has gotten much too much press. He's played way too well. And he's on four, what is he? He was a fourth-round pick? He's, yeah. he's, he's getting fourth-round so pick. No money. money. No money. Yeah. Jedrick Wills is already getting $15 million. Yeah, right. So that's another $15 million that can come off the books. You plug and play Dewan Jones. Then you look at it like this. I think they prop they might be able to get out of the I think McNuggets mentioned this. The David and Joku contract, they believe that they can get out of the David and Joku contract next year without a huge cap. Hit. No, I think it was the Ethan Pochich contract. Because it's a it's a three year deal. Pochich is a one year deal that's essentially a, with two years right. of bonus. So, right. so that's the contract. But I mean I, I agree to what you're saying. Like, you know, the Browns especially if they hit on some of these undrafted free agents and then some of these draft picks, right? Then now all of a sudden, you don't have to pay top dollar to two guards. You don't have to pay top nope. dollar to this position or that position. So That's a big if, though. They, that, it's it's a, I mean, it's a big if for not just this team, that's for any team. But to me, you, you got to have cap space for numerous reasons. Like yeah. I said, I get it at this point of the offseason heading to the regular season. It's hard to make an impact move for a player. But never say never. You put yourself in position to be able to do that. You put yourself in a position to be able to make a move before the trade deadline. You put yourself in position to set yourself up for next year. I think any good GM can do two things. You can stay in present day with your current team, but you can also plan for the future at the same is, time. Is Andrew Berry a good GM? I think so. I, I think, is that proven? I think Andrew Berry is good at two things. I think Andrew Berry is exceptional at getting trades. I think he's very good at free agency. Um, where he struggles a bit is his, is his draft picks. His middle round picks have not hit so far, right? Um, but I will say all of it, it goes into it. Every coach isn't great at everything, right? You could be a great co- offensive coordinator, but you really don't do a really good job of developing anybody, right? So I think that he, he's done a great job of covering up for some of his weaknesses because for every guy that you, like, to, to, for every guy that you, you got on here, Look at his receiving core. Donovan Peoples-Jones is number two guy, right? He's was six, seventh round pick. What this Austin uh, Watkins Jr. He's he looks like he's a ball player. They got him off the scrap heap. You take a look at uh, some of the trades they made. Elijah Moore was a trade. Uh, he but got, these things we don't know. They haven't pan, we, we haven't seen it yet. Yes, it, but yeah. but it looks like we we like him so far. Yes, we do. Yeah. They, but they got to prove it and, and right. pay dividends. Now he. This is the year where it's going to tell whether or not he's a good GM because right. he's made all these moves to rebuild this roster. Right. To me, I'm not ready to say he's a good GM yet. I am. He hasn't proven. He I hasn't am. proven. His drafts are below are subpar. I am. I am. I'm going to tell you why. But would you agree his drafts are subpar? His, gra- his drafts have been subpar, I'm but not- that's not the only way that you can go about evaluating talent. So if we look at the totality of how you evaluate or how you you know gather talent in yeah. the NFL. You do it three ways: free agency, trade draft okay and so yeah. to me the draft picks it have been subpar he has not hit on every single draft pick we know that but on the flip side he's done a, a great job in my opinion the last couple of years finding undrafted free agents that can have an impact on his team he, he does a great job in the trade market finding guys that can come in and have an impact on this team 
He does a great job for the most part in free agency finding guys. I thought I thought they, they, the undrafted free agents that have made an impact. That just look at the look, look at the guys that's making an impact so far this preseason. But, yeah, but, that, but wait, I'm not done. I'm not count. done. I'm not done. But yeah. not only that, it's deeper than just you know gathering talent. If you look across the league, Andrew Barry has hired guys and and women that has now went on to 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 gain you know promotional jobs across the NFL and other areas. And so oh, to wait, me, Earl, Earl, wait, 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 I'm not done. I'm not done. I got to finish this point. I got to jump in on what you said. You said he's they've turned undrafted free agents into impact players. I don't think there's any examples of that. Is there that I'm missing? I will have to go through it. But if you look at uh, let's stay current day, yeah. right? You got some guys that were not drafted that looks like they can make an but, impact on this team. But no, 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 you look at the you said. But you look at the trade. You look yeah. at how he about how he brings in talent yeah. via trade. All I'm saying is, and it's not like every draft pick but what? has been so bad. So what's the talent he's brought in through it's, trade? Wait, Give me the good trades. Ethan Poltrick, for example, last year. Just, okay. just, just that was for a good example, move. Last year. So, so, so wait. Go and, ahead. and then you look at the fact that, okay, you might he might not have hit on his draft picks. Yeah. But in, in the same time, it's not like we've had many draft picks because of the trade we made for Deshaun Watson. I'm just saying that to me, it, it's a lot that goes into being – a good GM, and I feel like Andrew Barry is a good but GM, and it's yeah, totality. I, I don't think you've really given a good example. But of, we we can't just say, well, he his drafts has been so poor, so he's not well, a good GM. Been. But that that, that but what that's has not he done to make up factor. for it? You said undrafted free agents. So there's I, nobody I, I, to I, this I, point. There's two undrafted free agents since Andrew Barry is here that have made the roster. Who? AJ Green, the cornerback, no impact. And then in 2021, uh, DeAnthony Bell, the safety. Yeah, so they've had none so of the I'm undrafted so, so to this point have made an impact. I, I'll, I'll give you this. To me, I got him at he's above average. I have him at above average. And the reason why I say above average is because, yes, you missed on you missed on Schwartz. You missed on Bell. Um, some say you missed on Harrison Bryant. Some, say, some could say that you missed on um, what's the kid from Washington? Um, the the, the, the it, it, it's not even just it's not even just to me G the draft picks it's that the team hasn't won okay. that's the bottom line that's a, that's a part that's the bottom line the team hasn't won the Deshaun Watson I love the Deshaun Watson trade I think it's going to work out but if it doesn't that's on him so here's here's why I will say when you yeah. say trades yeah one of his biggest trades he got Amari Cooper for free that's huge great trade huge trade I, he got a Zedaria Smith for free huge trade that was a wasn't that a free agent signing? Trade. No, they traded for Darius Smith, and even though he hasn't played yet, that's a win on paper. That, that, that's that, a win that, on paper. He, that, that's a it's huge not huge move. yet because he hasn't played yet. Well, well I'm, you got to look at it. <laughs> Most people would say that Darius Smith is going to be a great player for the Browns. I, there's, I, the, the, there's a reason the team gave him away. Uh, gave him away because they had no money. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. That, I'm just saying, you, we can't call a move a great move until it's proven I, I, to be a great move. But if he got him for free, like if, if you tell yes. me I could get him for free, you'd be like, oh, listen, that 32 inch TV may not be 1480, 1480p, and may not yeah. be, but it's only 720. But you get it for 20 the bucks. Poacher's trade was a great trade. Poacher's trade. So Cooper that's was a great trade. Cooper was a great trade. At the trade. end of the day, and, and I want to get back to Antonio here because we're kind of getting sidetracked. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson turns out to be really good, that's we can look at trade. Andrew Barry and be like, he's made some moves that have led that's to winning. It. If Deshaun it's, Watson that, doesn't that turn out to be over, very good. If, if Watson ends up being the player we expect him to be, then that overcomes the, the mistakes else. he's made. Everything but else. to this point, I, I, I mean, at best, you could to me, you put Andrew Barry middle of the pack. Yeah, I would say that. You can't put him ahead of the, any of the other GMs in this division at this I, point. I would say, I that's why I say above average. But he has a, he has... Everything about the Browns this year 
has a ceiling, right? Everything, everything in the Browns has a higher upside, right? Because now we have them, yeah, middle of the road when it comes to, you know, evaluating talent or general manager. But guess what? If their players play to what they traditionally have done, the Browns have a really high ceiling to say, wow, they got to make some crazy moves. Because guess what? They, they, they have the guys on paper. They got the guys. Like, the guys that they brought in, Nick Dalvin Thomason, he's a guy. Uh, listen, I, I like Thornhill. He has good pedigree. Listen, they, you know, they've done some things. They've even, they've even done a good job of going to get the defensive coordinator, who I think will make a lot of people better. But I, I can understand both sides. I can understand yeah. you saying, no, he's a good GM because I'm projecting those players to be good. And right. they have been. If you think some and, of these guys from this year that are undrafted and they make an impact this year, yeah, that's a great job. But, it, but it, it's not just that. No it, it's not just that. Like, you know, you're saying that Zadarius Smith hasn't proven it, but Zadarius Smith was traded for because he has proven it to this point in his career. Correct. So, but the reason the Vikings but, gave up on him because obviously they they couldn't they, pay. No, they they traded him because they couldn't pay him. The, the same. That they was they it wasn't like the other teams were banging down their door. For I'm him. not saying that they other. I'm not worried right. about other teams. But ha- I'm saying the you Minnesota Vikings trade is good him. until you, you know it's good for your team. But in my opinion, it's a good trade right, for our team because this. But this it's is a, projecting. It's though. a good trade for our team because this is a guy that can play opposite of Miles Garrett and based on his recent history success. Yeah. Then we're projecting him to have success. Agreed. Everything is projection though. No, Bull. it's not. Not. Everything, no, every, anytime everything, that you acquire a player via, like via free agency, via draft, or via trade, agreed. Everything is a projection. But so far, what he's done the last three years, we already have some proof on the field. And based on what he's done in his first three years as GM, what he's done this offseason, we all like what he's done on paper, and we like the upside of this team. But what he's done in the first three years as GM, to me, is at best an average job. What he's done this offseason, we like it, but there are things we I'm sure we all liked last year that didn't turn out. The Zadarius Smith move was out. such a low-risk, high-reward move. That What's that? E- the Zadarius Smith trade was such a low-risk, high-reward move that even if Zadarius Smith does half of what he did last season right. production-wise, which would be five sacks, it's, giving I, up I a sixth-round pick for a guy who I, can I get contribute. It, but that wasn't like some great – it wasn't like a brilliant move by Andrew Berry. That, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think I, it was. I, if, if you could get I'm with two. these guys in this one, Bull. If I'm you, sorry. if you, if all right, I'll give you. So I'll give you the Zadarius. If we and, make, make you happy, Shel- the Shel- I give the you Shel- the Shelby Harris move was great. Shelby Harris was one of the the top ranked defensive linemen, and he yeah. got him for for a one year free agent deal. Dalvin Thomason was their best free agent. He, he I, they. I'll give him this. Yeah. I'll give him this. He. I was mad at Andrew Barry last year because I said he punted on the season. And when you look at what he did, they, the Browns organization did. They didn't bring in the receivers. They didn't bring in any defensive linemen. They got eviscerated on defense. And, and guess what? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
They looked at themselves in the mirror and said, you know what, we better get this fixed. And the and reason they've had to spend so much in free agency is because they all the mistakes in the draft. And yes, and they, and they made a lot of mistakes with Togi. Taven Bryant wasn't a good signing. Uh, Jordan Elliott looks like he's not bringing anything to the table. Nope. Uh, you know, the, the Javion Clowney thing fell apart last year. Trust me, like all those th- moves are there. I Like I said, I got him right now at, at above average. I would call it a B minus. B minus C plus anywhere in that area. Yeah. But if those guys show up and play, especially the one year guys and, and Deshaun Watson comes out and does his part, I think that he can he could catapult himself into a new contract just like the fancy can. Absolutely. I'm not and, and it's not like I'm making it seem like Andrew Barry is the greatest GM in the NFL. All I said was he's I think he's a good general manager. I think you gotta have a winning record. Don't you have to have a winning record to be a good general manager? No. I mean, uh, you can only do what you can do. So let, let's let's just use this one particular player for example, yeah. right? When at the time the Cleveland Browns signed John Johnson to come play safety, yeah. John Johnson, according to PFF, was the third highest rated safety in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. Now, his intention as a general manager to as signing him, I'm I'm getting a guy that can help the Browns defense. But Andrew Barry can't control what Joe Woods' assignment is for said player. But that's the same thing for every player. That's on the every same team. thing for every every player that's on it. every He's team. He's on your record. So you, fa- I, I guess failure. what I'm saying is you're, yeah. you're making my point. Yeah, that's a good signing that just no, didn't work not. out. It didn't work out. It didn't work out because it was a bad signing. No, it was a it bad worked, signing. It worked it didn't out. Work out. It didn't work out because he wasn't used properly. I don't buy that. See, I'm, I, I'm back on both sides here. I was on Earl yeah, and G. No. I'm back on both with that. It's last a bad. Break. The guy doesn't work out. It's a bad signing. That's it. But but is it is it a bad signing because the guy at that time was not worth the contract that he was given to come play here? Or did it end up being a bad signing because the defensive coordinator did not put him in a position to have success? Well, I, I think it's unbair to have the conversation was with Joe Woods to know how he plans on using I disagree, on Mike. That's on, Kev, that's on Kevin Stefanski. Who, that's, who? That's, that's Andrew Berry stepping outside of his lane. Let me ask you, who, who, decides, who decides on the defensive coordinator? Is it the head coach or the GM? Should be the head coach. He puts together the coaching staff. I, I, uh, I mean, the it head should coach. be the head coach. I don't know it's who it is. The head it coach. should who, be the who head knows coach. Who for sure what it is with the Browns? Well, if he's not being put in the right position, yeah. that falls in because John Johnson's just not a good player. I mean, let's I face it. I, I don't think he's a very good. I don't think he's a very good player. Yeah. Um. However, I will say this. That's why I'm anxious to see this season. Yeah. Because I want to see you. You will now this year get an opportunity to see. Whether or not it was it was the players last year, or was it a situation with the defensive coordinator? My thing is, I believe it was a defensive coordinator. I, I I don't think John Johnson is a a a a top five player in this position. However, some of the things that they were doing last year had me looking around like, and when they said that about yeah. the Bengals, and they said they told me yeah. that that they had a, a much harder time yeah. because Jamar Chase. Or no, T. Higgins wasn't playing. I said, "What do you mean? That's one of their guys down. What do you mean? We had we it, actually it was worse for us, G. Bush. We had a guy out of the game, yeah. and I said, bro, I, I started looking at them all different at that point. Now we'll get an opportunity to see it, but there, there is a thing. It, it one one hand washes the other. It, to be a good general manager, you have to have a great head coach. To have a be good head coach." To be a good head coach and be successful, the general manager has to give you the ingredients, right? It works hand in hand. Um, this is a year where we're going to actually have an opportunity to see because a lot of people say, some people say Andrew Barry, Barry is a better general manager than at his position in his job than Stefanski is a coach. I think they're both, to prove it and otherwise, mediocre. 
which is certainly better than what the Browns have had. What, what grade would you give them? I, I, G, GM, GM and a coach. I, at this point, I give them both a C. I'll give them both a B. Kevin Stefanski has you already win, but 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 girl. but here's the win. thing. I understand that you, you have can't to be a B listen. If you don't win, but but boy, I'm not disagreeing with you. You do have to win. Yeah, but Kevin Stefanski has won at least seven games every seven year. Seven games don't mean shit. Boy, can I please finish the point? But seven can games I, don't mean shit. Can I finish the point? You said can your I point finish was the point? Games? Can I finish the point? Go ahead. He's won seven games for the Cleveland Browns since he's been the head coach. That's the so most you're them on a, on a sliding. That's scale. the most that any other, no other coach has been here since 99. that can say that he's won coach of the year. He took the team to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. He's won. Has it always been the best version of winning? No. Has Andrew Berry got every single sign in the draft pick, right? No, but you're talking about like this year, you know, he's been given the, the ingredients. Last year, he was given the ingredients. We've, we've been walking around for two or three years saying the Browns got one of the most talented rosters in football. Earl, you I, are, I, you no, are no, grading no, him no, on a no. sliding, on a Brown I, I don't, scale. I, I, don't, do I, don't I gave him a B. I didn't give him, I didn't give a, him a B. A is a good, great grade. I, I give they him, haven't done shit. You can't, say they, you can't say they I, haven't I, done they shit. They won boy. one playoff game. But you can't say they haven't done shit. That's one something. playoff game is not doing shit. When's That's the last, not the when, goal. When's the, when's the last coach to win coach of the That's year? That's irrelevant. The, it's not it's irrelevant, irrelevant because Earl. I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns. I'm not irrelevant. talking about in the you can't landscape. compare it on a Browns scale. NFL. Why not? What else do we got because to compare Because you got to compare it to good teams. But I'm, compa- I'm talking about Browns the Cleveland teams. Browns. If, I, if so I'm looking at Cleveland. for the Browns history, for the, it's not in the He's the best coach that we didn't have. Since we'd have been back in '99, uh, that's fine. It's the best deal we didn't have since we've been back in '99, and they both had success. You, I, I look, I look, I, you don't think this 15 GM is better than Andrew Berry in the league right now? I don't know all the GMs to say that. Uh, here's what I would say. Last I, point, G. Then I got to move yeah. on. Yeah, I, I will say this: Kevin Stefanski has done some things to prove himself in the league. A lot of people think he's a great play caller. A lot of people say, well, look, he, when he had something, he did something with Baker Mayfield, and he did the best of his knowledge. I can't give him a B because, to me, a B means good. I need to see something more. Like, they came in last place last year. And, and for me, this year is a make or break because he has yet to show the consistency that we would like to see. We want to be consistently a playoff team. And when you look at it, I would give him, if you told me Stefanski, i give Stefanski a C plus. Um, if you ask me about Barry, um, I would give Andrew Barry C, C plus-ish. Like, it, I, I can't say B. I, 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 you, can, you can twist my arm and say B minus based upon some of the names he has. But for me, that's still all, all both of them is under a 2.7. That's not no, uh, that, that, that's merit road. That's not on the road. Yeah. And for me, I, the guys I call good uh, are, are, the, are, are the top guys, the, the Shanahan's of the world. I, I think Andy Reid is, is, is top notch. I think Mike Tomlin is top notch. I think Harbaugh, those guys to me would exemplify what a B coach would be. C, they can move up. Like I said, there's some wiggle room there. I, I would be open to moving it up. They got an opportunity with the team they got to move up to a good after this season. Yeah, I think that potential is there. I agree with you. But until they win more than one playoff game, as a trio, they have an overall losing record, or as a a tandem, they have an overall losing record and one playoff win. It's not enough. Last point before we move on. Yes or no answer, no more than one word each. The money they opened up from restructuring Batonio's contract, which is where this all started, will they sign another player with that money before the start of the season, will they use it to roll over into next season? Bull, yes or no? no? G? No. No. Earl? No. We're nose across the board. Nose across the board. All right, moving on, guys. When you were watching Brown's game this year, 
You better be wearing Fanatics gear and having your swaggiest Browns attire on. And if you go to www.fanatics.com slash UCSS, you will have all the best options for Browns apparel for the upcoming season. And when you use that link, fanatics.com slash UCSS, it's in the chat. It's on the screen right there. You will help us get a little kickback on the back end. So help support us by supporting you by looking extra swaggy this season in Browns games. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.